Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Assistant Pastor Tim Rogers. All right. Time. The invaluable gift from God. So this morning, I want to I talk about time a little bit here. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a precursor of what's going to be coming. All right. So um, I've had a couple things happen within the last several months that has really had me reflecting on the life that I've personally lived. Um, So this is a a good thing. Um, The Holy Spirit has brought some things back to my remembrance um, about things that I've gone through, situations I've seen, um, and it's really made me reflect, and he's shown me how much I've changed. And in that, it was a blessing because this wasn't something that was negative. This was something that was positive. However, the ultimate thing that he showed me is is that I have to value the gift of time that he has given me. That we hear a lot of things about time. It can be kind of cliche-ish a lot of times when you hear things, and that wasn't my intent when I started thinking about this message. So I tried really hard not to go to the norm way of how you hear it. But I do think that God wants us to understand how important it really is, that it is a gift from him. It's a gift from him, and I'm going to explain why it's a gift from him, and it's a gift from man. It's important that he has given us time. (laughs) All right, so as we start talking about this is is that the life expectancy of a person in the United States right now is 80 years old. 80, yeah, yeah, it's a little higher. This is as of 2006. Now, I'm sure that you can find multiple statistics on this, but it's around 80 years old. Um, when you average men and women together. Uh, Obviously, women have a little bit longer life expectancy than most men. (laughs) Women get a couple extra years. But if you combine them, it is actually about 80 years. All right? Um, Actually, it's it's 79, but I rounded it up because I like 80 better. All right? (laughs) 79.8 something something. So I rounded it up. All right? So I I said, we're going to be blessed, so God's going to give us a little bit more. Amen? All right? (laughs) So it's 80 years, all right? So what came to me was, as I started thinking about that, 80 years, 80 years, wow, that, that's a long time. It seems like a long time. But I started breaking this down a little bit. So what I want you to hear is, is that when you think about 80 years, that's in seconds. Seconds, all right? 2 billion, 522 million. 880,000 seconds. Okay? All right, I know it's a, just go with me for a minute here. I know it's a little rare statistic, I know. Right? But I started thinking about that. So every time, basically as you snap, that's a second. Right? And I started thinking about that. Two, two and a half billion, two and a half billion seconds basically is how long 80 years equates to. And I started thinking about that, that to me, That's not very long. When you think of 60 seconds in a minute, that's that's quick. So when your total life expectancy is only 2 billion, so I'm going to kind of put this in a little bit of context. When I think about $2 billion, that sounds like a lot to me. Not my life expectancy in seconds. There are corporations right now that make more than that. Right now, 
they make more than $2 billion a year. But our life expectancy in seconds is only two and a half billion. So I started thinking, I'm like, Lord, I got to really take advantage of the time that you had given us. We have to. Because that life expectancy, it sounds like a lot on the surface, but it isn't. Now, when you would compare that to eternity, oh, now, now, now you're bringing in another measuring stick. Because eternity is equivalent to having basically no time. Everything in eternity is perpetually now. So there is no time. You just live and are, just like God is, right? So God is outside of time when we think about this, right? So when we relate this, it puts a lot of emphasis on what are we doing with our time? Who are we spending our time with? What are we achieving with our time? Whose life are we influencing with our time? Are we spending time with our loved ones, those ones that are closest to us? Are we doing that? All right? Now, don't, don't look sad in the face. This is, not, this is, this is a great message because I don't want you to go out of here thinking that, that I'm trying to talk. No. What I want you to see here is, is how valuable your time is. And it has to be a priority for you on how you spend it. All right. So one of the things I want you to think about here is, is that. All right. So we're going to talk about the immutability of God. All right. So I got the definition up there. Immutability. Means unchanging over time. Or unable to change. Not capable of or susceptible to change. All right. So basically, God is immutable. He doesn't change. I just read several scriptures that confirm that he doesn't. So the question is, is that if someone were to ask you why God doesn't change, why doesn't he? Because that's what came to me. If I had to try to explain that to somebody, why doesn't God change? Everything else we see changes. Our age changes. Our body changes. Our children change. The trees change. The housing market goes up and down. Banks go up and down. Interest rates change. All of this stuff changes around us, but he doesn't. Why? And the great thing is, it's a simple answer. Because he's not in time. Let's think about it a little bit. How can you notice any change with not any, with not any duration? How do you know something changed? There has to be an interval of time in between when you first looked at it and then when you look at it again. If there's no duration, there is no change. It can't change. So when you think about God, because he's in eternity, he doesn't change. He never will. Now, the great news is that that's great for us. That's awesome for us. Because it doesn't matter when we go to him, he will always help us. It doesn't matter what we do, he will always still love us. It doesn't matter what situation we're going into, his grace is always there. Why? Because he doesn't change. Right? So we have all of these things that are changing around us all the time. So it made me put a little bit of perspective into this. So I want to give you something here. 
I want you to think about time as a resource. So what would be the characteristics of time if you classified it as a resource? All right. All right. So time as a resource. Time gives us opportunity. Right? Because we have an opportunity to do a new thing based on the time that we have. All right? A time allows us to grow. We can grow. We can mature. Time enables change. Without that, whatever state we're in when we hit this, that's what we're in. This was a big one for me because I thought about the fact of that the Bible says that we we're born into sin, right? So if there was no time and we were born into sin and we just stayed that way, uh-oh. Now we don't have an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. No time to. So that's why time is important to us. God has graced us with it. He's given us the time. All right. Time promotes patience. Ooh. Oh, Lord. So, uh, so that, that's, that, that's the one, you know, we, we, you know. God, you said you were going to do this for me. God says, you, you can wait. It's not time for it to happen yet. It's not the right season. It's not the right opportunity. So through the time that we're able and we're walking through right now, it promotes patience. Because sometimes we're not going to get things immediate. Most times we're not going to get things immediate. There are very few things that happen immediately. Even though this whole world is built around the fact of trying to get things faster. The reality of that is there are very few things in our lives that that really happens that way. Time requires consideration. So in this one, time, basically what I'm saying is, is that time, you need to consider what you're doing with it. If we're haphazardly doing things that aren't promoting anything else in our lives, that might be a problem. Time demands respect. All right. If we don't respect time, you'll we, we look up. I know I've seen it. Uh, you know, I'm not not super old, but I know I've looked at it. And I look back and I'm like, dang. Has 10 years really gone that fast? Really? Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. I just thought about <laughs> I thought about my bride. I was getting ready to make a, a old joke, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. All right. So we have to make sure. I don't want to ever look back on my life and say, God, what could I have done if I had made a better decision? If I had really considered the time that you had given me. Because that 80 years, and I'm praying that we all make it over 80, but one day we are going to still go to that grave. Unless we're blessed that the Lord comes and gets us before then. But at some point, we're going to change out of this flesh. 
So what are we doing with this time? So this morning, it's going to be very, it's going to be real, real practical today. Because I really felt like this is what God wanted to say today. I, I don't think he wanted anything deep. He just wants you to understand how valuable this gift is he's given all of us. So we're going to talk about three key ways to appreciate the time God has given us. In this, I'm going to talk a lot about me. Ain't that good? So y'all get to learn a little stuff about me. Um, more than I've shared before. And that's how I know it was God, because he said to say it. So I am. Okay? So we have to appreciate the time that God has given us. Oop, wrong way. All right. Three keys to appreciating the time God has given us. All right, so the first one is, I'm going to actually give it to you first, and then we're going to talk about it. Appreciate the memories God has allowed you to experience. Okay. So a lot of times when we think about the past, a lot of us tend to focus on things that are bad. But in this case, what I think God wants us to see is he wants us to think about all the good things that happen. We put too much emphasis on the bad things, and I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't evaluate those. There are times when that is needed, depending on where we're at in our lives and what's going on. God may require us to do that. But at this time, he wants us to focus on the memories that we've made, the things that he's blessed us with, the times with our children, the times with our parents. Those are the memories that he wants us to focus on. So when I thought about this, if you go over to Joshua chapter 4, it talks about how the children of Israel, this is right after Moses dies, Joshua takes over, right? And he tells them to lead them into the promised land. As a part of that journey, they have to go over the Jordan River. In that, God tells them for 12 men to pick up 12 stones. And later in the scriptures, I'm paraphrasing, they ask, well, why are we doing this? And God says, so that you may remember when your children ask. What happened? So what was God doing? God told them to build him a memorial based on what he had done for them so that when they saw the stones again in the future or that their children asked about them, they would know. They would remember how God delivered them. So the question that came to me was, son, where are your memorial stones? What do you remember about what I've allowed you to experience? So one of the things that happened recently is, is that, and most of you know, is my younger son went off to the Air Force. Praise God, he graduated. So he's a, a young airman now in the U.S. Air Force. Praise God. Amen. All right. As a part of that, we got an opportunity to go see him um, for his graduation, his formal graduation. It was a couple weeks ago, all right? And I will be the first one to tell you, this was like unlike any experience I've ever had in my life. Now, I knew I'd be proud of him. I knew I loved him. I knew it would be great to see him, but I didn't really think it was what it was going to be. Because during that opportunity, God allowed me 
to remember the things that we had done with him. And it was so emotional because it was like, God, thank you. Because you allowed us to live a good life. That now he's now responsible for making his life before you the same way I did. There was nothing like how he ran off that squadron field. Now, I didn't get to go and see him in his squadron. Uh, my bride and his sister went and got him. So I stayed back because there was a lot of people. I mean, folks running everywhere, right? But when they got to him and they brought him back, I said, well, just meet me over here. I'll, I'll kind of get myself away from folks so that we can have some time. I said, but when you get there, bring him back, and then I'll, I'll talk to him then. So he's on the field in his ABUs. He's got to come off. And when he gets to me, He's probably as far away as Brian is sitting right now from me. And it was like a scene out of a movie, guys. <laughs> it's the best I can describe it. I don't know if you've ever seen those scenes in a movie where they kind of dramatically go in close to the people's eyes and it flashes back and forth. <sighs> and it's almost like you can read what they're saying right there. When they saw each other, something about when they saw each other, they knew how each other felt. That's what I had. So when he looked me in my eyes, all I saw was love, appreciation, hopefulness, pride of what he's done. It was almost like he said, Dad, I, I heard you. I understand why you did and told me the things you did. I understand why this was important. I understand that now I have to do this on my own. I understand that you've been there for me. In that split second, he looked at me. And we both broke down. And after that, the whole weekend, I struggled to think about him. Why? Because I didn't focus on the time that he got in trouble at school, or the time that he spilled the juice in the carpet, or the time when I had to go out of my way because he didn't listen and he did what I told him directly not to do. No, I didn't think about any of that. Every time God said, look at the memories you've made with him. Guys, we should be looking forward to making memories in our lives. All I can remember was the time. And what was so awesome, he remembered. Because sometimes when they're younger, sometimes they just forget. They don't even remember. But he remembered. He remembered the time when we were at the zoo. I had him on my shoulders. We were going through, uh, all right, so most of y'all know. Let me, let me take a prick pause here. <laughs> Mo most of y'all know that I, am, uh, I, I do not like snakes a whole lot. Okay, um, I'm, I'm actually to the point, I don't go to the zoo, the reptile house, I don't do none of that. I don't, I don't want to see him. Can't do it. If there's a snake in that house, I'm not going. Okay, so we now, so the, the story will make a little bit more sense now. So we were going into this house, right? And they said, you know, it was, um, I think it was the Asheville Zoo, if I remember correctly. Asheboro, okay. And 
the house was supposed to have desert animals in it, right? Now, when you tend to be <laughs> a little afraid of things, you do your research, right? So my nice bride there is like, no, no, there ain't no snakes in there, baby. Come on. I'm like, no, snakes live in the desert. I'm not going in there. <laughs> I know that for a fact. No, no, no. I said, okay, fine. Let's go in. So now, y'all got a picture of little KJ. We're walking along. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And I look up about to where that, the outer doors are to church. And I say, what? what what's that? Now, I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't to the Lord yet, so some words came out of my mouth quickly. <laughs> that probably should have, no, I know, they shouldn't have came out. But before I knew it, I had thrown him. <laughs> and I turned around and started running the other way. <laughs> now, the great thing is, is the boy got some reflexes because he ain't bust his head open. He landed on the ground quick. Ah, dad, I got you. <laughs> and I started jetting the other way. Now, <laughs> I threw the boy quick. Before I even thought about it, he was gone. Whew! I got to get out of here. I told y'all there were snakes in this house. Y'all did. <laughs> right? So, we, so at the graduation, that came up. And he looked at me and said, Dad, I remember. I remember when we did that. That, that was funny. Dude, you got out of there quick. Now, he couldn't have been more than like four, but he remembered. To him, that's a good memory. To me, that's a good memory. Well, at least one we can laugh about, right? <laughs> right? Well, I thank you that he loved me. He, he, he didn't judge me. He just said, yeah, 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 I had, I had to be quick, though. <laughs> right? But we, we laughed about it. And we remember that day. And there were so many other ones like that where he talked about his phobia. So when he was young, he didn't like thunderstorms. Oh, boy, let it thunder a little bit. Oh, gosh. That boy ride, running. <laughs> Son, it's just a little thunder. Calm down. All right? But he didn't, he didn't like that. Um, and... Sometimes things happen by accident, right? So it's not intentional. But though that was just one of many. So what, what I want you to take away from this point is, guys, is that there are so many things that you get to experience with the people that are around you. And you need to take note of it. Because when that time comes, when that person leaves, or transition to another um, season in their lives, or whether it's your children and they grow up and they finally actually leave. So when you get an opportunity, though, to really see and experience these things, guys, take advantage of it. But let's take an opportunity to remember these things. And I will tell you where God got me at. When you got that opportunity to go to that recital, go. 
when you have an opportunity to go to that football game or basketball game, go. Because you just never know. You never know what impact that's going to make. And it may not come back for years. But when I saw my son and he remembered the stuff we did with him, I can't tell you the joy that was in my heart because of that. Don't squander the opportunities. We're all busy. We all have jobs and families and groceries and kids and all that other stuff, church, and we got all of that. But when you have the opportunity, make the memories. They will last a lifetime. So key number one, appreciate the memories God has allowed you to experience. All right, key number two. Don't focus on why you aren't like someone else. All right. So for this one, I want you to think about you will form, you, for you form my inner parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. And in Psalms 139. So what I want you to to take note here is is that understand that you are a designer's original. And because of that, you don't need to be like anybody else. Now, now we get to dive into me a little bit some more. So, as I had a person, unfortunately, pass away that I went to high school with. Um, probably about two months ago. Now, the interesting thing about this is, is that we weren't very close. It wasn't. It wouldn't even have been someone that I would have said was really my friend, so to speak. I knew of the person. I knew ex- distinctly who he was. But over the years, it didn't matter anymore. And when I heard about this tragedy on it taking some news. I reached out to another friend at home to try to confirm this because all I could think about is how sad this had to be for his family and that we're about the same age. So if he's about to pass, that's that's a sad day. Now, why this is important and why God brought this back to my attention was is that I had a lot of envy and hate for this person. I did. I disliked him a lot. And the reason I did was because I felt like he got to live the life that I wanted. So he was the the football star. He was the one driving around back then. The GS Lexuses. He was the one that had all of the girls, so to speak. But that that would have that would have been all right. I mean, that would have been enough. But to go even further, I find out years later that he went to the college that I wanted to go to. He played on that college team. He then went to the NFL and played eight years. All things I wanted to do. So I said, not only did this boy live everything I had even in high school, we get out and he's still doing it. I didn't get a chance to go to that 
college because I ran out of money. I got in, but I didn't go. So two weeks before I was supposed to leave, I had to tell them I couldn't come because I didn't have enough money. So that was my first real big heartbreak as an adult. My dream college, out the door. And then I find out that he's there. And I was like, really? You've got to be kidding. 3,000 schools in this country. And he ends up at the one that I wanted to go to. Not only that, I had aspirations to play football, I know, don't laugh. But I did when I was young. But unfortunately, at the time, I just wasn't very big. I didn't put on a lot of weight or anything until I got out of college. So at that time, I was small. I was athletic, but I just wasn't going to do it. It wasn't going to work. So I couldn't do it. But when news came of him passing, God asked me a question. And he said, do you remember when you used to wish you were him? I'm telling you guys, God will get you. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. Now, I care for him now. God has changed my heart. I don't feel that way about him anymore. Even then, when I heard about the news. My main concern was reaching out to make sure he was okay, really. So I thank God that my heart has changed, that he's cleaned me up. But he asked me the question, do you remember when you wished you were him? And I said, God, yeah, I remember. I remember. And he said to me, yeah, but if you were him, your life would be gone now. And it made me think about the time that we have. And I wasted years with envy and hate and all that stuff in my heart because I was jealous of what he had. But now he's gone and I'm here. Now, I'm not gonna claim that everybody has that testimony Maybe not to that extent, but we've all been in envy at one point in our lives. We've always, we've, all of us have once said, dang, I really wish that was me. And God told me, why don't worry about who they are. Be who you are. Be who I made you to be. You don't need to focus on who you're not. You got to focus on who you are because you don't know where their life is gonna take them. I don't know any of the stuff he experienced after high school, really, none of it. I don't know what he struggled with. I don't know what bad decisions he made. I don't know what circumstances he was in. All I saw was, that should be me. And it made my heart dirty and nasty. But by the grace of God, So saints, understand and appreciate who you are. Don't ever doubt that you are a masterpiece for God. Remember that he made you distinct. 
You know why I had so much envy in me? God showed me. He said the envy in me was bred because I didn't appreciate who I was. Because I didn't see how I was, it didn't matter. And what that did, it was fostered that envy and hate for another person. So guys, don't walk around focusing on who you aren't. Focus on who you are in God. Amen. Last one, last one. Live to fulfill the will of God for your life. Over there in Acts, it says, For David, after he had served his generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers. So the last key is to appreciate the time that God has given you. Live to fulfill the will that he has for you, whatever that is. Because that's the ultimate goal. That we all want to make it to, to heaven to see him. And for him to be pleased about what we've done on this earth. And the way we do that is to fulfill the will that he has for us. So if we don't focus on it and we don't put it in our brains to do that, then there's a problem. We have to be willing to do this. Now, here's the great, here's kind of the, the ironic thing is in that now we have to wait on time because some of that may not happen for years. All right? Remember Joseph in his dreams. Something like 13 years later, between the pit and the slavery and Potter's house and the prison and all that good stuff, 13 years, it's a long time. When you're thinking about something that God showed you, and you're asking God, you're so excited about it, and then, yeah, God says it's going to be 15 years, it's going to be 20 years. David, the same way, he was anointed around 14 and 15. He didn't take the throne until he was 30. So there are examples in the word of God. That was all part of what God had for the will of their lives. But they still had to go through this thing called time. But the one thing they didn't do, they didn't stop striving. Oh, they kept going after it. Right? So the word of God talks about that... Uh, a man makes his plans, right? And God orders their steps. So you have that plan and a path. So that time duration that we have to go through is what God is saying is that plan. It means is that path, excuse me. That time is the path. So the plan should come from God too, though, right? Because once you start praying, once you start seeking the Holy Ghost about what the will of your life is, whatever that happens to be, and God does it through all aspects of our lives, through our children, through our businesses, through our careers, through church, through ministry, through all of it. So all of it counts. So I'm not excluding anything. But when that happens and you make that plan, you want to go the way you have set out. But sometimes God is going to say, no, I need to order you a different way. And when he orders you a different way, that's a different path. Doesn't mean your plan is wrong. Just may not be the way he wants you to go. 
to get to that end result. Because ultimately, you want to end up in that blessing that he said is yours. All right. But if you don't, if you make the plan, but you don't adhere to the part where he says he's going to order your steps, then you can get off course. And then we fall into that season of, well, God, you said. And then the question is, did you do that last step that I told you you need to work on? Right. So understanding the plan and the path is a big part of this one because you have to have both. But they're not synonymous. But you need both to get where God has you and where he wants you to go. So when you think about this. We always. Have time right now. To seek God. I told you this wasn't going to be jumping and shouting in deep. But I think it brought a lot of value to me. Because it really got me to think about the things that I'm doing. And the things that are important. And if I can't focus my time, then I'm personally responsible for squandering it. Not anybody else. And I believe God was saying to me that these are three ways that I can appreciate the time that he's given. Because when he wraps this up, there is no time. That's it. We're going to be in eternity. There is no duration there. It just continues. So this great gift that he has given us is about us. It was our opportunity to get to him. It was our opportunity to get the blessings that he had. It was our opportunity to live out the will and the purpose that he has for our lives. All built around this gift that he gave us called time. Because he doesn't need it, but we do. So I'm going to close. I don't, I don't know if this was for anyone or you could see yourself in any of these. Um, I know that uh, God really pounded my heart with this. Um, and it made me focus on some things that I hadn't really focused on before that I just took for granted. I took for granted that my son would be within a half an hour of me. Yeah, he, he might leave the house and all of that good stuff, and to a certain level, he should leave. And I wanted him to leave, but I never thought he could be somewhere where I just can't go and see him. I can't do that now. For a while, if I get to see him twice a year, that's all I'm going to get. So it made me think about the time that we had. I want to leave you with this. This is for the parents, or the godparents, or the uncles, or the aunts. Anytime you're spending time with children. So I told an elder that I was going to give him credit, so I am. But me and elder were talking about this a little bit. And he said something that he said someone gave to him, and it just was really profound when I heard it. And I hadn't thought about it this way, but it was like, man. So he said, if you just go by the legal age of 18 for kids, that's when they're technically adult by government laws, right? That is the time when they're supposed to start making their way into self-sufficiency, right? And he said, you know, I had someone tell me one time, 
you really got to cherish the time you have. And I said, really? Based on what? And he said, yeah, well, if you think about this 18 years. And I said, okay, 18 years. He said, yeah, but the guy said to me, it's not really 18 years. I said, really? Well, why not? He said, well, if you think about it, if you break down your day, if you go by standard day, I'm not, so go with this, right? So if a standard day, you sleep eight hours. And then a standard day, you work eight hours. That leaves only eight hours that you have to be with the people that you love. That it can be dedicated directly to them. So he said, that 18 years really isn't 18. It's really six. Six years. So I'm going to give you a little bit more. We'll, get, we'll count the weekends. So we'll bump it up to eight. But eight years. And I said, that's it? Because you don't know what's going to happen after that. They might choose a career that's 3,000 miles away from you. All right? So, but the point of it is, is that you, you have to value. you you got to value it. In a snap of a finger, things change. What we thought was going to be relatively easy to do is no longer easy to do. The distance covered, not easy to do. I mean, God brought me back to myself. I moved away from my family. Now, granted, it's not extremely far. But it's not a like, you know, I'm just going to jump up and say, tomorrow I'm going. So it made me relate. It gave me empathy for my mom. Because I didn't realize how that felt. I told her, I'm moving to North Carolina. She said, son, if that's feel like what you need to do, then. So she didn't stop me. She didn't berate me. But I never understood how our heart felt when she couldn't drive a half an hour and get to me. That if something was wrong and I really needed her, she can't get to me fast. It's not going to happen. I never understood that feeling until a month ago. So if your kids are close, cherish it. So that was, that, that was a small snippet for the parents. So, God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for Lord, we thank you for the time. There's so many things, Lord, that we cram into our days. We have so many thoughts about the stuff we have to do. Things that we, we should have done. Things that we wanted to do. But, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this gift, Father, of time, Father, Lord. Because without it, Lord, there would be some things that just wouldn't be possible. Lord, but we thank you, Lord, that your word says that with you, though, <laughs> all things are possible, Father. And it's because of your grace, Lord, that you've given us the time to live, Lord, to experience, to love, to have joy, 
to walk out the will and the purpose that you have for our lives, Father. Lord, and we glorify you because of it, Father, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that even though this may be a simple message, Father, I pray, Father, Lord, that it touched your hearts and your people. That I just wanted to bring awareness and an appreciation, Lord, for what you have done. Lord, and we give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.